Y'all, welcome back. Uh, super excited for this week. Uh, we got a full team here tonight. Uh, I'm fortunate to be joined by Vance, Eric, and Ashley, who are truly the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria of podcasting. This week, we're uh, we're touching on a subject that is uh, it's certainly controversial, but in my opinion, I really don't think it should be. And we're going to talk about prostitution. Now, uh, look, I, I know it's uh, that's just even having heard myself say that out loud, I could feel anybody listening cringe of it, and that's fine. Um, it is. I mean, look, it's it's the oldest, it's the world's oldest profession. I mean, it, it's been around since as far back as I can find. Now, I, I guess technically, to have prostitutes, you have to have money to pay the prostitute. So, I mean, I guess whoever paid the prostitute had a job. So, whatever his job was was the world's first job technically i mean it's 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 a chicken and egg situation uh in this case the question of which came first definitely gonna be the person paying for sex and not the person selling it jokes seriously <laughs> sex has been around since forever and selling it has been around as far as i'm concerned since forever athens had it it had legal prostitution but here's the problem the prostitutes were in fact sex slaves they were stolen from their home country and brought in forcibly into the profession which just got to point out up front here, in case anyone listening doesn't know any one of us already, obviously, under no circumstance do any of us endorse slavery of any kind or forcible sexual nature of any kind. Clearly nothing to do with kids. Clearly, all of that is terrible. We are America's number one conservative podcast. So yes. not only do we not endorse sexual slavery of any kind, yes. we don't endorse sex before marriage. Let's there be it is. very clear. Yes. Thank very you. Clear. It's I'm still very here. glad you got here. here. Yeah. Yeah. You're here. Honestly, even post-marriage, still probably don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Don't wear a sheet. Gotta wear a sheet. Don't do it's it. only for so. procreation, right? That's exactly. Exactly. No <laughs> involved. So yeah, uh, now that we're over that chasm, don't make anybody do anything they don't want to do. Period. We're on the same page. Let's focus on simply the moral issue. And obviously, we'll delve into anything and everything that pops up. But just the issue of adults choosing to become and then other adults choosing to pay for the services of prostitutes. I know it's a broad topic. It's got so many facets. Uh, I realized in the time I spent Googling all forms of phrases that include the word prostitute, I'm probably on a government list now. So with that said, y'all, what did you think when I text out, do you guys want to do an episode on prostitution? I literally thought, what did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, I'm so happy to join this. I want, you know, I'm really happy to be talking to my fellow alums. It was super fun to talk about my experience in France. And now we're talking about prostitution, but whatever, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what did I think? I ignored well, Vince, did you I, know I we were like, talking about it until? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And then, and then I asked my wife her thoughts because I was like, I, I need to go into this. Not, I mean, as a man, I am an expert on most um, most things, uh, most yeah. women's perspective. Yeah. All obviously. female body things, you know. Yes, 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 yes. So I wanted a, a female perspective. I wanted to get hers. And then that just sent me down like this rabbit hole of, of I don't know what I think about this. And it's uncomfortable that I don't want – but I'm really – really curious because because i have this comparison that i want to compare it with and i i, I we'll get to it but but yeah i don't i don't know obviously i don't know yeah it's funny you brought up me off. vance because my mind actually went to pop culture and when i saw this question from you joe in my mind i was like i bet joe was thinking of like pretty woman or the girlfriend experience like the fun cute parts of that <laughs> and in my mind I always like, joe I was like, I, I'm probably thinking more of Taken, 
Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, See, yeah, yeah. Like both both of those are not fully representative of the experience, and they're both yeah. probably narrow minded. But they that's fair. Do matter, right? Yeah. yeah. So yes. that's kind of where my mind went was because my exposure to it is pop culture. So yeah. how things are framed in culture is sort of how we get a perception of things. So did you no, know that Pretty not. Woman's script was originally meant to be very dark? Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be directed by. Somebody else and Gary Marshall came in with, you know, Disney or, you know, whatever parent company that ended up producing it and turned it into the romantic comedy that it is. But it was supposed to be like a really dark prostitution drug addiction story. Yeah. Like she was on heroin, I think, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. The original. Yeah. It's. Oh. And friend dies so, and everything. So like yeah. real. So just like a real. Like, real, <laughs> like, prop, like closer to reality. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did, wait. Did, did that happen because like Julie, because like she just showed up and she was like, so like she was smiling, like really big, you know, and, and she's like, oh, we can't have this, this lovely lady be dark. Or No, I it... think they were like, let's make a billion dollars. Okay. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, that, Touche. The budget came in. They're like, hey guys, we, we took a second look at the script. We're going <laughs> to. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense for sure. Oh, that's wild. Because yeah, eat. It, I, I do want to get, I, I mean, it. Yes, there's clearly plenty of negatives, and we'll circle back to that. But just on a basic form, even before pop culture, before even humans, uh, according to a Yale study, even animals do or trade goods and services for sex. There is a, a Yale study had capuchins trained to use silver discs as essentially money. Uh, the, the monkeys were taught to that, you know, one disc could be traded for a banana or for fruit or for veggies, etc. And very quickly, like within weeks, they started paying each other for sex. According to one researcher, they saw a monkey do it like day four, but then they follow this monkey and kind of do whatever. Anyways, we're going to call this monkey patches. Uh, patches went around trading other monkeys these little silver discs. Uh, one monkey, I mean, this, according, this is all according to a Yale study. You can Google it. Patches went over to Matilda, gave Matilda a silver disc. Matilda bent over, let Patches do his thing. <laughs> and Matilda took that silver disc wow. over and traded it for grapes. That happened all in under 20 minutes. And animals figured it out on their own, which that's just that the, clearly they don't, they don't have a language. So they're not going to call it prostitution. But that's for sure what it was. But here's, here's, in my opinion, here's why, in, just to me, it's okay. Because in this scenario, Matilda was completely in charge the whole time. She, she wasn't forced into doing it. She didn't have a pimp. She was, she, there was, at, at any given time, she could have said no, because clearly that, you know, somebody could come in, either the zookeeper or whatever. There's not going to be forced. But Matilda was in charge the whole time. She just wanted some grapes. And she knew that she could play, you know, stupid ass patches off for his coin. And good on Matilda. She's an independent woman. So... Obviously, well, obviously, joking. And when animals do it, it's a very different thing. So, E, what I'm trying to focus on, at least in, in, you know, for now, for this specific question, in a best case scenario of sorts, if it's regulated, obviously, there's an age limit. There's going to be drug testing. There's going to be STD testing. If it's kept to a socially acceptable standard of cleanliness, operational, functional, all of the things, as many right angles and red tape as we can possibly give it, what are your opinions of that form of prostitution? So, Essentially, you're asking is just straight on the morality of the question? Or yeah, you're telling a moral and legal. There's a moral and a legal line. Yeah, and yes. so those are different things, right? And so we're assuming then that everybody is on board with the legality part of it? Yes. In a system, in a system say, like in the Netherlands. There's a red light district. Nobody's forced into it. The government has their hand on it to make sure it's clean, to make sure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What do you believe about that, right or wrong, yes or no? You know, what, What's your thought on just that version of it? I mean, sure, I think there's probably room for that to be morally okay and legally okay. 
I would say though that in almost anything where there is a consumer and then there is somebody giving away goods for lack of a better term, somewhere on the supply chain, somebody is getting exploited Mm. in some way, shape or form. So I don't know how you eliminate that from this, but I do think there's a scenario where I don't know that in America we would be able to do it <laughs> because we're we not are good at things. But yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know that there's yeah like if it works other places it can work for people apparently right like there's no moral line like we are not morally superior to the Netherlands Australia because we don't have legal prostitution right. Hmm. Yeah, we live in a country where we don't even let women decide what they want to do with their own bodies in a lot of states. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. and that's what I want to try at least, you know, again, attempt to. It's the idea that, again, the woman is choosing to do this on her own. There's not a pimp that she's forced into either paying taxes or regular, you know, almost like a freelance yoga instructor can rent out a room in a yoga studio, do a couple classes on a Saturday, and then a different teacher can come in and they can rent it. Like, and as much as you and you just aren't teaching yoga. You know what I mean? Like you might still bring your own mat. You're probably still going to wash it just after, you know, like you would, but it's, there's very little difference, at least to me, as long as it's kept above board, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to keep repeating that, but I want to make sure that's set up front. As long as that's the situation in my mind, what's the difference between that and a freelance yoga teacher? So Joe, do you think that the profession itself is inherently healthy or unhealthy? Hmm. That's a tough question. The, the the as long as it's under the terms you know clear that I've stated, as long as the, the woman is choosing to do so, not because of physical force or economic force. I don't want anyone to feel that that is their only way to earn a living. But if they choose that, like, look, I could go to college or I could just sleep around for a bit. I, I don't see why. I don't see how there's a difference see, between that and a masseuse necessarily. Yeah, I, I think it's it's hard to believe. That a nor- this is why this thing gets so be so tied up because it's like yeah. it's hard to believe that there's a normal functioning adult you can separate something as complicated as sex and all the emotional and physical and biological and just how tied up it is with like you as a human and compartmentalize that and not have it affect you that sounds like there's something wrong with you <laughs> to me <laughs> I. <laughs> I have to agree. No, that's fair. That's fair. Shocker. You've probably experienced a lot of trauma in your life, whether it's yeah, emotional, physical, exactly. blah, 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 right? Oh, but let's say, okay, but let's say, let's take the example of, then I was like, okay, let's take the example of what if someone like could do that and they could separate that. Those aren't, we don't usually view those people in society that can like suppress things that 99% of us think we couldn't do they're not overly healthy yeah so i disagree i think we praise athletes a lot like specifically i'm gonna blank on names but people whose fathers have died and then they went out the next day and they threw six touchdowns i think brett Favre did that like that we praise athletes when they overcome the and they can do like uh, in my performing of sport uh is a little less touches your your uh your psyche and your uh emotional state a little bit less Hmm. than uh, having sex with someone. I mean, that's, that's just my, but maybe, I, maybe not. I think what bothers me about like, just trying to bring two comparable situations together is like sports or a masseuse. You're talking about like indirect versus direct interactions. Like, you know, I mean, you, you as the consumer 
are having a direct interaction with a sex worker, that's a completely different exchange than you as a fan watching a sports game or taking a yoga class. So. And no, that's dead on. So, I mean, Ashley, in your opinion, to ask you the same question that Vance asked me, because I'll admit I wasn't ready mm-hmm. for that, but I don't know. I don't know if I even agree with myself after having heard it set up that way. Anyways, do you believe that it's that, that it, in and of trading sex for money, is there an inherently negative you know, connotation to that, in your opinion? I mean, I, I think Vance articulated pretty exactly what I had been thinking about earlier today is I just, I find it, and I don't want to offend anybody who may be out there that feels like this was their life calling for some reason. All the but I, listening. That's right. Sex workers, sex workers. Sorry, sorry. We're the number one sex positive conservative <laughs> podcast yes. on the face of the planet. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, but apparently, and, and, and Joe, you wrote this in the email. You said, I felt like, what did you say? You're like, I felt dirty even writing prostitution. Because I guess it, I mean, Dude. it is, that is, that is, in this world, I have learned that that has become a very negative connotation. Like that is, you know, that's the P word that you don't say. It's, you know, at least if people are forced into this, coerced into it, or are doing it voluntarily, they would like to be dignified as sex workers. So I don't, I don't yeah. believe in, I don't believe in all that stuff. I, like I don't believe in the, the the name stuff. I don't like. I'm just gonna as long as it's not the, <laughs> as long as it's like not. Yeah, the, where's the line here, Vance? Yeah, uh, yeah. As, as long as it's not like the. There's like four words. We all so, know. There's four as words. long as it's not something. Well, actually, no. That is based off of a history of of a systemic uh, subjugation. And oh, yeah. Damn. All right. You're right. <laughs> no, I, I'm realizing this episode is going to be a, a real time learning lesson for uh, myself and potentially all of us because yeah, I, I'm already questioning. 100. I had written down like this, but this is that's why like I I don't know maybe maybe I'm weird. Maybe we're all weird. I enjoy taboo topics. I enjoy talking about God or politics or apparently prostitution. Like it's this. These are these are subjects that are not normally delved into. So not a lot of people have preconceived notions or standards that they can just say. Like you know what I mean? Like there's no cliches that we can all draw from right now. We're well, we're not experts, you know, like we're not psychologists. Too. We're not. And and I kind of like I think it's great, you know, that we are discussing it. But I, yes, I'd like to preface this whole conversation by anything that I say. I don't want to go on permanent record because I have to like real time think about it as well. Yeah. yeah. So, so anybody uh, listening, any opinion we're forming, right? Like we're always evolving and forming opinions as we get more information and new experiences. So like totally anything we say on here, religion, prostitution, college football. I, yeah. I just I just thought of something. When you I'm gonna say prostitution for this for this podcast, but I'm not gonna say it anymore in life. Uh, because you're right, that is like not good. But when you, you know what's funny, and I, I I may be wrong about this, when you say the word prostitute, we always think of women, don't we? Always. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I always. was just thinking that too. Yeah, we shouldn't categorize it's obviously just not women. There are it has been for centuries and it's about women being treated as property and cattle. I, I did some Googlings, bro. In in our society, in American Puritan, oh Western, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, sure. There are plenty of Middle Eastern that would have harems of young boys. That was that's a thing and has been. But and, and to your point, uh, forty-two million estimated prostitutes, sex workers. You know, honestly, I do want to. Like, I think sex worker is a better term. Actually, man, yeah. I'm glad you're here. Uh, so forty-two million estimated. Uh, estimated eighty to eighty-five percent are female. So I mean, yeah. you're not. You're not. Yeah, I, I'm n- no surprise there. Yeah, yeah. I but, think that's fair. So in kind of more of a general sense, and this is a weird question, also, and so it, it not even necessarily as prostitution, but is it right or wrong? Is there anything, you know, what are your opinions of someone, anyone, 
anyone being proud of their sexual abilities. And to be clear, I have none. So I mean other people. Uh, but is it is it possible, is it wrong or right, whatever, for someone to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm really good at sex. Like in your opinion, when you hear anyone say that, or if you do, like, you know what I mean? What What is your opinion on the idea of pride in sex? My first thought here is that is completely subjective. That has got to mm. be completely subjective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, my, and I really was thinking about this today, and this is maybe a female perspective, but I think that by and large, sex is sex. And yes, it's probably going to be better or worse than one person to another. But I think that's all based on like experience with that person, chemistry. I, I really, for some reason, find it hard to believe that you could like quantify how amazing you are at sex <laughs> the way you could like an athlete. I don't know. You know no, what I'm that's, saying? Yeah. I, I draw um, the rest of this episode. There's a lot of athletics oh slash expert comparisons. So now actually you got a great point there. Though. Like you can literally keep score in, in a game, but like you can't, you know what I mean? Like how, how do you no, prove dude, anything? Joe, no, no, this is blowing my mind. You know where this whole notion comes from? It's like a male thing. It's males who are like, oh, I got her off. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm good at that. And are and you sure? We and, and like it's you know it happens every time for us so like you know it's not like you know <laughs> so like I feel like that's like a male thing of like yeah I'm really good at sex but I guess maybe women should take that back because it's like yeah but I'm I don't really know you listen to a Megan the Stallion song or something like that like she's out yeah. there you know what I mean yeah so, yeah there's a sure. time and place for everything particularly I think rap songs are an excellent place to brag about your abilities in the bedroom but yes. You know, I don't know that, yeah, most of the time, I think Vance is right. It is like a male-centric thing where it's like, look what I can do. But I'm just saying that I think you, I think it's, you know, sure, you can be proud of whatever sexual prowess you think you have. But I don't think it's like, oh, I think I'm so good at this that I should do this as a profession. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, So that's the chasm. That's the break there. Regardless of your own ego, the idea that you would think that you could capitalize off of it is a joke. Yeah, like... (laughs) Not everybody that's picked up a basketball is ready for the NBA. You know what I mean? That's so, a very. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's literally like where I was going with that. Is like, is is free agent NBA athletes? I mean, they lease their personal physical services. I mean, for top dollar to the highest bidding team. Like, and all free agent adult athletes with with sponsorships to Nike or Adidas. Like, you just you you literally whore yourself out to Gatorade or Powerade or whoever. Like, you know what I mean? So in in my opinion, it seems very similar that, that adult sex workers are trying to lease their physical services, yet we consider it illegal. Why then, to just not the moral aspect of it, why is it illegal? Well, it sounds like you're describing having a job, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like I really showing am. up somewhere, having to put your body somewhere, do something for money, and then leave. Like, like a factory worker or like anything else. What's the difference? Well... So that's where, when I go down this one, this is where I'm like, okay, I guess we can get into it now. But this, I went down such a rabbit hole. All right, let's think about the closest thing that we have here, strip clubs. And we can talk about this later, webcam, like the, the live webcam thing. Yeah. Right? Okay. So let's think about a strip club. Let's think about, okay, uh, like if it was legal in America, would it? Like if people going into the strip club, what percentage of them, if prostitution was legal or sorry, sex work, sex workers were legal. Is that like a thing? Is that what I'm supposed to say? Sure. Yeah, sure. So? Okay. I don't like that. Yeah, if prostitution were legal, <laughs> uh, if prostitution were legal, the people going into the strip club, 
what percentage of them are going to be like, yep, I'm, 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 I'm having sex this time. And what percentage are just going to be like, no, nah, I'm just here for the, for the tits. Like, Probably, what do we think? I would imagine if you could, I mean, and this is <laughs> classic Vance. You didn't read the script. That exact question is coming up <laughs> at the end of the episode, which ties into how I was going to try to end the episode, but fuck it. We're here. Um, Reno. Oh. Ha- <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Reno has Reno uh, in America for, for a couple of the uh, international listeners that we have. I couldn't believe it. Uh, 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 yeah. Bonjour uh, to, to you. Uh, nice. Mademoiselle. Nailed it. Uh, Reno has strip clubs and they are only, which is, this is super, just, it's just cute. They are topless only. Reno has legalized prostitution. So like I can literally drive seven miles east and get a full on uh, and I could pay 50 bucks for a rusty trombone. But if I walk into <laughs> your establishment, it's only topless. So like that's, it's insane. But that, that literally was gonna be a question I was gonna ask. Like if you had legal prostitution, I believe it would cripple the strip club industry. Uh, do you? No, Ashley shakes her head. I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think, and again, I could be wrong. I clearly don't dabble in this world. So um, I would say that probably there's two types of customers. Like, I feel like strip clubs, you know, it's a bachelor party, work, you know, I don't know, birthday thing that that you've got like people who may even consider themselves as, you know, conservative Christians who may find themselves in the, in the company of a strip club once or twice in their life. Um, but would never dream of going to a sex worker, I would think. And also I was thinking about, um, you know, the whole cabaret striptease thing that was originated in France and in Paris, like Le Moulin Rouge and, um, all that. And I think there's, you know, there's people, get excited in different ways. I think like maybe the, I don't know, taking it to the level of actually having sex with another individual just seems like that's crossing a large jump between like visually looking at a body. Yeah. They're different activities. It's di- yeah. totally different. Okay, activities. so that's why I wanted to bring, so I'm sorry, I brought it up to, not for the legal divide, but for the moral issue. Is the profession itself unhealthy? Stripping? Yes. If you're asking, I mean, did, but I jump in a lot. Y'all go. I mean, I think you probably run into the same questions of past experiences and yeah, right? exploitation and mental traumatic childhood, that kind of thing, where your ACEs score is in that profession as you do in sex work. But I'm one is clearly considered more acceptable than the other. And I don't think that would be just based off legality, though. I think yeah. even if both were mm-hmm. legal. I'm guessing that we would view stripping as a different thing than sex work. But uh, yeah, it's like, this is the one I struggle with of like, okay, are, can you be a completely normal functioning, not emotionally abused, not physically abused, just a person that just loves to strip? Yeah. You can either that you can be that as a sex worker too, but I think it's very, very difficult and unique and, most of the people involved in these professions are probably not that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't imagine that many people who are in the profession like have that sort of, oh, I could be a lawyer, but I like doing this instead or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that one's more valuable than the other. No offense, Vance, but. Yeah. That's like, and then like the, the, the webcam thing, like, what is that? What is that? Yeah, that's new, man. That that is that is things that like that, that, that goes, unhealthy. That goes. Eh. 
It's certainly unhealthy. I think that 18 year olds can do that, but not buy a beer. Like that is insane, right? That yeah, is insane. that's really ridiculous. I don't even really know what that all is, to be honest. But oh, okay. So like, what what happens now, Ashley, is you get on whatever your porn website, and you like live chat with a like this but naked like this but and you ask them to do stuff and you tell them to do yeah. stuff and, and do somebody's it. charging 15.99 a minute or whatever and yeah. do they get paid directly or is it like through a porn site or something in the show euphoria which oh i did watch that in. so remember the uh the girl oh, yeah. mask yeah same thing yeah. the amazon wish okay. all that really good show by the way euphoria yeah that's that that show blew my mind that's a lot but it's really good yeah, you got to be mentally prepared for that, but it's very good. Gotcha. But in theory, you're Venmoing directly this person, and this person is just kind of doing whatever for you. Yeah, it's agreed upon transaction. Well, then I thought I about want you to do this video, doing X, Y, or Z. At least that's the way they work in the show. And you buy me this off Amazon, or you send me this amount of money. Yeah, and then that got me into porn, and then I was like, okay, well, what about porn? Like, like what? What is that unhealthy? Or is that profession inherently unhealthy? Probably, right? Yeah. I, 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 is it? I mean, I, I don't know. I, like I, I said, it's the yeah. same thing where it's like the people who are healthy enough to do that and not be affected by it, probably there are not as many of them as are involved in the industry. That would be my assumption. Yeah, yeah. Could if you? any, really. I mean, I just like – I like I was saying earlier, I just don't imagine that there's any – like child that just thinks this is what I want to do with my life. If, you know, without having some kind of experience, some kind of trauma, or, you know, I think it probably does become like a last resort socioeconomic thing. Um, like a, as a last resort choice. Yeah. I just, I find it hard to believe that somebody. Or like in the moment they like it. And then Two years later, when they're 21 or whatever, they're like, oh, you know what? Maybe it's not great that there's all this stuff out there that I did when I was 19 years old. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That uh. that touches on a whole different topic that I kind of want to – I don't know how we would even do an episode on it. But the idea that people's child's childhoods are no longer temporary. Everything you do nowadays is permanent, no matter mm-hmm. regardless of age. Like, actually, I don't know if we talked about this. But, uh, a friend of mine, his kid's like six or seven, and he's a wrestler. Were you on when we were talking about this the other day? Uh, doesn't matter, but yeah, yeah. Uh, his kid's a wrestler. He's seven years old and you have to, in order for him to be a wrestler, he has to upload his videos of him wrestling onto this website to where everybody that he's going to wrestle in this upcoming tournament, you can scout via, and like he sat down as a father and sat down to watch another seven year old wrestle to help prepare his kid on how to wrestle. They're, they're in first grade and don't get me wrong. Like, have fun that you're not hurting anybody, but it, it, I'm just surprised at the permanence of this type of culture that you could pull up and click and Google and scout stuff. Anyways, that's a whole separate topic, but I, but it applies to this, I think. It does. But but okay, but here's kind of my question, and I don't know, and this might just be too dark, but I could you also argue that, yes, a lot of people probably aren't mentally cut out and ready to be able to separate, like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to do sex work for a couple hours today, and then I'm going to take a three-day weekend, and then next week I'll do sex work, and then a three-day weekend. I would argue it's not that different from working a 40 to 50 hour work week. I would argue most people aren't cut out for that either, yet we still do it because we have to. So I, the, I, the only feeling, the, the vibe I'm getting is the idea of being forced 
into it by either your uncle diddled you or you don't have any money or you weren't properly educated because of so many different factors. If all that is taken away and somehow we do find that the majority, just in theory, the majority of people are there willingly, does that change any of your minds? I yeah, couldn't probably, but I, I can't imagine that's a scenario that exists yeah, because that sort of implies a you know human beings that in general don't have the same experience as other human beings. Like, why would that profession lead to this sort of well-adjusted individual on the whole? Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. And no, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, and because this, uh, this topic, man. It's like it, it, it turns. It's like because, because then that, man, I don't know. No, you're right. We need some. I guidance. Don't know. We need some guidance. Let's turn to the Bible. In, oh. the, in the Hebrew Bible, uh, they use two different words for prostitute: okay. zona and kedesha. Knew it. Nailed it. Yeah. Everybody, I think you, as you guys knew that. So yeah, you're a linguist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> zona simply meant an ordinary prostitute uh, or quote unquote loose woman. But the word Kedesha literally meant set apart, but with a feminine accent because, you know, in, in, that's, you know, in a lot of languages besides English, obviously, they have the feminine and masculine. Like Ashley was talking about, uh, what was the Roman uh, languages in French? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Face yeah. Hour. yeah. But that dude's name right. that I was surprised was a dude's name, but that's just, a, you know, it's, it's how you'd say it. Okay. Vivian, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That, exactly. It's that from back in the day, except for in this case, Zona just kind of, you know, meant just sex worker. But Kedesha meant more or less a, a holy or consecrated religious prostitute. And they, they figured out, according to a couple different websites, not taking it for what's worth, it's the internet, so of course it's true. But the ordinary standard prostitute is mentioned 93 times in the Bible, most often negatively, whereas the latter, Kedesha, is used only three places. And this is you know the original Hebrew translation, yada, 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 but conveying a different and holy and purposeful connotation almost, and this is up to interpretation, but almost supported by the church, as if there was a form of holy sexual style, you know, kind of a religious sexual experience kind of a thing. You mean, now, the, you mean the Virgin Mary? Didn't she get pregnant by God? Well, I mean, yeah, if you want to, if you, yeah, I mean, if you want to go down that road, but you know, like in general, we've had this concept since forever and potentially even valued it. But we certainly valued it enough that it existed forever. I mean, prostitutes and brothels have existed. I mean, all the way – England had legal brothels up until the 1300s. The 1300s. Like, we're well past the age of enlightenment. We're well past – I mean, the New Testament has been here for – like, it, it, so I, I don't think the modern-day shame or stigma – you know what I mean? Because actually, you're right. Like, literally emailing y'all the script, I has, I didn't even put prostitute mm-hmm. in the subject line. Like, usually I put the subject of the topic because I did want – but no, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I felt like I typed it and I got real squeamish and deleted it. Like, so we, since – we've had it since forever. We've Prostitutes have existed since forever. Why have we not, you know what I mean, gotten over it? Why Why have we why, – why are we still hey, – has it always been this bad? Have, have we always, like, deep down as humans thought it was bad, but yet we just never changed it? Because, I mean, it's still legal – Everywhere, by the way, and that's a, you know what I mean. But like, what it, this is such a bad question that I'm asking. But you know what I mean? Well, why, why have we not gotten better at this? Well, that that ties into my 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 strip club example because strip clubs. That's the only Google search I ever did for this podcast. But strip clubs, I I did, pulled up all these articles and stuff about how strip clubs are like declining, mm. and they're going away. Interesting. And, yeah, and it it because because the porn industry has because so, of the internet. So, yeah, so big. 
And so, you know, we got to satisfy this, well, mostly men. We're terrible. Um, you know, we, we have to satisfy that and we're going to resort to immoral ways to do that. But like now because of porn, the people are going to strip clubs less. So then I was like, okay, so if we legalize prostitution, would it be the same? Like, would just people just would it keep like like would it grow? Like like if it started out, would it be a spike and then it continues to grow, or would it come down like strip clubs because mm-hmm. we have the internet? Like what's the bell curve of a yeah yeah trade? Yes. Yeah. What's if, the supply if, and demand? If strip clubs are declining. You know, like, so I think that ties into your question, Joe, because I think, you know, we needed, that was like, we used that, well, I think it was because, I honestly think a lot of that was because of religion, because like, they're like, you can't have sex outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, you know, but if you go over there, it's like, that's actually like, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of okay. We just, we didn't, we didn't know about it. And I also think it was just to satisfy sexual urge um, that you could get. Yeah. This know. kind of uh, I, this kind of relates, but it's sort of off topic. But it just made me think about, um, and it kind of comes up in Euphoria too, that because kids nowadays are so ingrained with social interaction through video chats and text messages and FaceTime and whatever, that apparently there was a study done that they that what is their generation? What are they? Gen Z is that sure. below us? Gen yeah. Z is having less sex than any other generation before it. Because like when they finally meet up in school or go on a date, like they don't even know how to interact in real life because huh. all they ever do is interact over digital platforms. Um, so like they really, yeah, they just said that statistically the the rate of, you know, people having sex is is much lower than it has been in that generation than any other generation before. So I wonder if that's, you know, would contribute to what you're saying um, I, that they I, they wouldn't I, even be interested in such a thing. I buy it 100 percent because, and I'm not going to say her name because she doesn't need to be dragged into this shit. But somebody we all went to high school with, I think it was like ninth grade. I asked her out. I said, "Do you want me to be my girlfriend on AIM?" And then the next day of school, we did talk to each other. Not a fucking no. Word. We were no, just no, no. I was just like, "Of course what? not." Yeah, weird. No, like like right? that's and that was what however many years ago, a long time, and it certainly hasn't gotten any. Ninth grade was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Years ago. Years yeah, ago. 20 years not ago. Good. We are yeah. old, y'all. But that's, yeah. but actually, that's I absolutely buy that. Yeah. That, that, that moving forward, the idea of like, honestly, the idea of having a, 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 a encounter with a sex worker might I'm guessing seem less and less fun if you're, but Vance, okay, here's, here's the difference there. I do want to touch on the idea between porn and a sex worker or even just the difference between porn and a strip club. The strip club is like an hour to two hour long, if not longer activity. Whereas porn is like, I mean, you know, in my case, like a 30 second activity. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes moving on, but you get the idea. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're two almost different purposes. Whereas a strip club is more of a social experience kind of, which I still don't understand, but I've, I've taken friends and maybe customers. Yeah. It's weird. I, I, I think of, um, hard for some reason i think of a strip club as a more social experience too like i i don't i mean i'm sure there are plenty of men that just go by themselves and sit there but for i guess in our like 
in my mind, it seems more of a social interaction than obviously a, a sex worker situation would be a one-on-one experience. I was going to say, does, what about just the, the topic of like, is anybody afraid of STDs and stuff like that? I mean, as like that, not a, that, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. That's hilarious. <laughs> I feel like I didn't even think about that. Well, I know. <laughs> I think guy thing ever. Uh, or something like that. I heard Jim Jeffries do a comedy bit about this. Oh yeah, saying like in Australia they have like everybody gets tested. You get tested when you walk in the door, essentially, and like you have to wear a condom. And they have rules and regulations, and they have a regulatory governmental body responsible for their sex work trade. That is why I would promote the idea of legalization for that reason. At least, and this is not the same. I admit wholeheartedly. I know that for a fact. I'm not trying to compare the two, but. When abortions are illegal, people go to awful means to do them, whereas when you legalize them, they at least have a clean environment, a sanitary, a safe, you know, et cetera. And I was look, thinking the same thing. Yeah, that's, that's, a good analogy. that's people, more what I'm pushing. People think of it like like it's like a Walmart that you're going in and you're just like, like I'm having sex. It would be, it would be more like like that, that. That's a much better comparison. Than yeah. Like, Clinical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how it was. At least in the Netherlands, they literally had, I don't, and E, I'm, I'm glad you even knew details, but I don't know how often, but they literally had a clean STD bill of health on the window. Yeah, like you it's required, by it. right? Because yeah. then that's how it works in certain other countries, which brings me to this week's quiz, you guys. Oh, oh boy. This, right, week sure. is we the, this week is the Worldwide Harlot Overall Review Exam. Oh, wow. Question number one. Yep. There you go, E. Thanks. I got you. I got you. Question number one. see what you did. I I try. I try. How many countries have specified locations within its borders where prostitution is legal, but it is not totally accepted as a whole nation? For example, the United States. We are one of however many of these countries are. In Reno, legal prostitutions. How many countries out there are like us? Us plus how many more? So, like, not fully legal and open. Not 100%, but, but in certain sectors, certain, wait, like, you know, the, yeah. How many countries are there in the world? Uh, like 189 or something. It's like two. Oh, my oh, gosh. I was going to say one. Sure. I, th- I was going to say 186. <laughs> I thought it was like 240. I thought it was like three. I thought it was like 360. Yeah, that should have been on the quiz. Not part of the quiz. Like, you know. 195. 195. 195. 195. Okay. 195. okay. Hey. I should know when I was there. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. We're pretty close there. All right. Um, yeah. I'm going to go 35. Yeah, I was going to say like uh, 45. Okay. I'm going to go 35 as well. Uh, it's the United States and 11 others. Only 12 okay, wow. total have minimal slash sort of kind of whatever. Okay. Not including those 12. How many countries have full-on legal prostitution? It's like half. As a country as a whole. Yeah, you can just – now, not necessarily brothels or, you know, like not necessarily pimping or all that, but just you you cannot and will not be arrested for purchasing or obtaining a sex worker. 30. 65. Um, I don't – let's say 20. Wow, 52. So Eric was definitely closest, wow. but yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's okay, but that's of, I mean, it's not even half of the world. Like, they literally, admittedly, more than half of the world more thinks around how the three, you know, three out of y'all think than I compare to me. Anyways, in Reno, how many brothels are there right now? 30. Wow. <laughs> Probably not a lot. Seven? If I say 30 enough times, <laughs> You're gonna get it. Right I'll, I'll be right. I guess it'd be. I feel like that's Vance. 
21. So nobody was really right. close there. Okay. But, you know, Give whatever. Okay. And the only reason I brought up the arena question is because I wanted to ask my favorite question. And this one uh, is the final question of the quiz. According to Lance Gilman, owner of the Mustang Ranch out in Reno, what percentage of inter- interactions with his customers, his customers and the in-house workers, what percentage are no-touch visits? Meaning, and I'm, I'm talking about pre-COVID, this is, this is, you know, this is nothing to do with this. Is just, you know, what, before COVID happened, what percentage of customers show up just to either have a meal or watch a movie or talk or maybe cuddle, but clothes on, no touch, you know, how many of, what percentage would you say Lance said he gets? I bet he said it's higher than it actually is. 60. Oh my God, I was going to say 60. I, I, I'm going, I'm going 85. Wow. Uh, 45 is what oh, he damn. said, and that floored me. And EMI, I'm with you, and here's why. The interview was taken recently. He was talking about all time. He was talking about pre-COVID, but the interview was taken recently because Lance claims that right now he thinks he can get about 45 to 50% of his business back, all based on no sexual contact, no contact of any time of any kind. The customers wear masks. The women wear masks. Everybody wears you – know, and, and the women sit six feet away. You don't even you still social distance. So li- literally in a way, according to Lance, now take it for what it's worth, but I'm going to guess probably closer to 25, 30%, but probably 25, 30%. I'm guessing these people, these mostly men, they, they view this almost as a source of therapy of some kind. Like it's there's no sexual relationship. Or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost, it's, it's not as necessarily, I don't know, perverse or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel it when you when you hear it that way, and you're just like, oh, they just wanted a friend. Like they paid yeah, just I mean, to have like. And that's so sad. That just hears those stories sad. all the time. With it is, stripping, though. You like strippers get like they'll get like thousand dollars from someone with no just no strings attached, just like because yeah, they're friends with. They them. want somebody to talk to. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, I would potentially argue that they could maybe probably specifically a female to talk to though. Yeah, right. Yeah. Pretty right. important part of this, right? Which yeah, so, I would imagine it, it, it would almost have to be. Which but, is actually probably why the webcam thing is like killing the stripping industry. Yeah, that, that would make a lot of seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They like you pay them however much, and they'll say your name, and that's that validates you sitting in yeah. your room on a long mm-hmm. laptop. Uh, I have a question that's completely unrelated. If you just had penis and vagina sex, but you didn't have any? You had a totally mask on. You had all all of your um. All of like your, your extremities, um, yeah, extremities. Your sweat was covered, and it was just penis and vagina. And you ejaculated. Could you get COVID, or could or could I get COVID from the woman? Or well, could she get I, I got to say, I'm confused. I, I do that every night with my wife. What are you? <laughs> what are you asking? But you guys don't have COVID. What if you guys have COVID? I think <laughs> they, I, I think COVID it, COVID is a respiratory transmitted disease. So I think it is not. It's not passed by blood or so. Oh, well, like respiratory droplets, but it's not. I don't think it is. You were less likely to get by contact, right? Ejaculate. But what about? <laughs> What's the what's the what's oh sorry God. mom I should have gone this off for a second. Didn't have sex ed. What is the what is it called that you guys like what's that what's the missionary? scientific t- no for the the, the 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 fluid that women get like what's what's the that's the what's like the scientific term? <laughs> no, let him let him keep going. Keep going. Keep Everybody let him anybody keep got going. a shovel, hand it to him. Well what is the scientific term for that? I mean I don't even really like she doesn't know either. <laughs> Of course she doesn't. Nobody well, do you fucking know knows. What okay. are you talking about? Wait, are I'm you talking, talking about, about when what? a woman gets wet? What is that fluid called? I don't know what you mean. None of the women I've ever been with have. 
my god! I knew it was what's coming. the scientific term for that? And then can you get COVID from that fluid? We'll have to get a doctor on next week. So yeah, I don't, so I don't know enough out. about COVID, Vance, to determine <laughs> where – yeah, no, keep going. I'm sorry. I, I interrupted you. You're on eating out? Yeah, if you ate out, so so oh my god! But could you get COVID? Wait, he's uh, they would, they, wait. They would get COVID. I don't from you. think so. Is what um, I'm trying to say. Well, if it's respiratory, maybe the mouth vance has something to do with it. But I don't. Yeah, know. but I mean, it's, there's some mucous membrane there. I guess getting. Yeah, it's the mucous membrane. I think is what he was thinking of. By the way, Jim. Okay. But, that let's go with that um i don't know how to left turn from what you just said to the topic i'm about to aim at but here we go um uh, wow wow that guy, now i gotta google now, now i'm that. gonna go on a list because i have to google what is the the, the rocky bell boner <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> wow um Okay, so here we go. According to nationmaster.com, which I admit does sound like a poorly designed like Avengers villain that like got cut from the film. You know, I'm yeah. the nation master. This joke doesn't work after what Vance just said. That can't be anyway. <laughs> All right, so doesn't know what it is either. Joe. Vaginal, had a whole bit vaginal, there. Vaginal discharge. That's vaginal. What, that, vaginal. That, that, oh, oh, vaginal discharge. <laughs> Guys, we have the same science and health background, Vance, so I get why you're guys, struggling. We didn't learn about any of this. The same high school that you guys went to. And <laughs> and we did not get So I don't know the nomenclature. I can't wait till this episode gets famous enough that our high school asks us back to talk to the graduating <laughs> class. Could we be those weird people that come in and give the sex ed talk? I think that would be a really good lane for us to fill, right? That would be, yeah. That's my goal. That, that's yeah, what I think that would be good. Oh, I can't wait. I can't I'll wait. Ask All right. I'm sure she's excited to have Oh, me. she's stoked. All right, so I'm just going to say it. Uh, the Netherlands, where brothels are legal and you know, state regulated and yada, yada, yada. The Netherlands has significantly fewer rape cases per capita than the U.S., uh, per per 1,000 people, so I mean, it has nothing to do with population, just per 1,000 people, the U.S. has three times the amount of rapes that the Dutch population does. And look, I'm not going to sit here with no concept of psychology, no background in any mental health studies. I can't tell you why people act the way they do. I'm just saying, if at age 21, somebody was able to just you know pay 50 bucks and get whatever that is out of their system, I'm guessing that would help curb some of those urges. Uh, so, so on that assumption, I looked up the rape statistics in America. And uh, here's just a bonus question to the quiz earlier. Of the 50 states, uh, Nevada is the only state in America that has legal prostitution. So where do you think Nevada falls on the 50 states of America when ranked on how many per capita, how many rapes happen? Where do you think Nevada falls? One to 50. One being most, 50 being least. I mean, I feel like you're leading it to a lower number of like 42 or something like that. Oh, sorry. So does one mean they're like the highest and 50 means? Sure. Yeah. Dude, yeah. One means they have raping every day. 50 means never. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to think about the, the Nevada. Nevada's like not really a that good state. So I'm going to go with. <laughs> I think it also throws things off, off in this. Yeah. Way, like... I'm going to go with like 15th. Like they have the 15th most rapes. I said 35. 42. They're third most. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Y'all. Okay. Uh, Alaska has the most. Alaska. It, it goes Alaska, Alaska, Michigan, Nevada, and Alaska has twice as many as Michigan. Apparently, Alaska is 
awful. Per one per wow. one hundred thousand inhabitants, one hundred and sixty two of those one hundred thousand inhabitants have been raped. Like that's a staggeringly high number. Whoa! What, what's, what's the going- population of Alaska? That's a good question. I don't have that up. It is uh, not. Uh, hey, yeah. Joe, do a little research on rapes and how they correlate with how religious your society is. You're gonna oh, find. That would be interesting. You're gonna find. Yeah. Wait, is that true? Why- Oh yes, is absolutely. It? Oh, it's like one of the, the number one factor. Your religious affiliation, uh, it dictates your um, acceptability of of like where you are on the spectrum of how, what rape is acceptable or not. Well, it's that whole you know the woman will submit to the man and God you know the whole that, that whole ego trip that, that I'm convinced whoever wrote the Bible originally did not have in there, and then some douchebag dude wrote in like something about yeah and then when the woman submits to man because man and penis i'm positive that somebody did that along the way like I, I i would bet everything on that but yeah i didn't know that though that's that's uh, a yeah. i was gonna say so, with your your stat about the netherlands that i i would think that that probably has a lot to do with their like um general happiness outside of just you know sex as, oh, a, yeah. as a construct as yeah. a country like the the nordics and um Northern European countries are always rated, you know, the happiest countries in the world. And there's just probably less rage if you have like, you know, better social constructs as a country as a whole. So, and I I would argue just being a less morally conservative country, you you are allowed to blow off steam in so many different ways there Mm. that I I would argue that you were just less pent up in general as a person. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Joe, I was hoping that you did research on this. Um, but we're in places where it is legal, like fully legal, is it declining? It, it, I have two questions. Is it declining or growing? If you know that. And then it, what are the, like the economics like, like, are there like a bunch of cheap ones and then like a bunch of expensive ones or like, are they only all expensive? Like, how does that, how do you know that? That's you know a, that? all great questions. I didn't, it, 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 maybe had you asked me these questions back in an email when I sent out the script. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have had time to look these up days ago, but yeah. uh, no, I don't. To, to be fair, I don't know. The only thing I know is just anecdotally because I spent some time in the Netherlands or whatever. And we went to, uh, we left yeah, sure. Maastricht, went to Amsterdam a ton. It was it was like fifty euros for fifteen minutes is what uh, in Amsterdam it was, and that yeah. was no matter what, no matter who. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. If you, th- if you think about taking a woman on an hour date or a man and taking anybody, you go on an hour date, you buy a couple of drinks and a steak, you're going to pay way more. So, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of – it's whatever. So wait, that's, but, that's all I know. Okay, wait. So I, I've, been to, I've been to the red light district, and so those – are we talking about like the ones in the windows? Those are 15? 50, 50 euros. Yeah. Mm. That's still cheap. Yeah, I mean $200 an hour is what it kind of works out to. Which I've paid way more for dates that included nothing at the end. Yeah, but Joe, so this is Joe, an interesting. Yeah, you, you just, said, you just said you literally just said you'd only pay for thirty seconds, or you'd only have to pay for thirty seconds. So <laughs> I don't think they're prorated. I don't know that for a fact. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Okay, I think, what, okay. Full, I think you're paying full coverage to get in the door. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, well, hold on. Actually, all- I gotta know. I got your face perked up when I mentioned the dollars for date for notes. Yeah. That, that topic. If you don't mind, I don't even have a question, but go there. Whatever you were gonna say. Well, it just um, it, it brought something to light about uh, when you were talking about the monkey story, it started to make me think about like, it, this has been a big topic and could be controversial between men and women about like, oh, you know, guys paying for dates. And then eventually, like, the, if, you know, the goal there is to, you know, get somebody to sleep with you, is that in some way then paying for sex in that form? And then also there's a whole nother kind of sex work is the whole sugar baby thing, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's a whole 
world that, you know, I don't know much about at all, but I know exists. And I, you know, I guess the construct is that these women sign up to like, I mean, their lives are just paid for by having sex clients. And then it's like, how is that really any different than like traditional sex? You're like, and I I don't know. And it's weird because I guess like, I, again, this is one of those things I'm working out as, as I'm saying it, but like these people that are sugar babies, they kind of operate in normal life and you may not know that that's what they do. I guess you may not know if a sex worker is a sex worker, but yeah. Yeah. Unless you've stumbled upon their profile online somehow or something, yeah. you know, really though. like they're like a prostitute to one person. Yeah. Kind of. I there guess. Is, I think, is... I think they can have multiple. I don't know. I don't know. Does that all come down to expectation and choice though? But then aren't we talking about prostitutes? What's the difference? Yeah. yeah, that's We're just doing, yeah. The yeah line. But I mean, yeah, but that's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't take your side. I, I would imagine a lot of these sugar babies, men and women, probably not the most, Secure, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it goes like you know, like don't get me wrong. Like right now, if I found like, and eh, this is so not fair because I don't even know what I'm saying. So just go with me. But if some like 80 year old woman wanted to pay me to sleep with her for a year, like if it was like 10, like I'd do it. You know what I mean? Like for like 10 million, I'd be like, all right, kids, I'll be back in a year. And what you're saying is there's a price point, right? It's not moral. Yeah, the question of at least not for me, but I don't have morals. I mean, that's yeah. I guess that's the difference with the sugar baby thing. The price, the um, the payment is like I I think ridiculously. Yeah, it's like as I understand it, they pay for you know fancy vacations, their entire rent, all their bills, like. But does that mean high end, like really high end prostitutes? I think it's supposed to be a high end thing. Yeah. But that comes back to my moral question. Okay, do we think then that um, high end, high, 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 high end prostitution is inherently healthy or unhealthy? I think it's all super unhealthy, just for the record. But 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 I think societally, it's kind of like seen as less dirty somehow if it is this high end setup. Which isn't that weird? You know, it's like well, that's yeah, how it's money like plays. the economics create cleanliness. Yeah. yeah, in some way or so out. Much, well, that's yeah. a, that's America in a nutshell, right? There. Yeah, and there's so much it, like gen, there's so much gender involved in this too because if now we're all imagining a woman right now, all of us, yeah, we are yeah. all imagining a woman, and yeah. so if we so if we although this does up, happen on Gigolos on Showtime, if anybody's ever okay, that's my that. point. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's say there was a sugar baby man, sugar mama, right? sugar mama man or man, the, a man that yeah. does this right with another oh, man, sure. a gigolo. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 another man that does it with another man. Okay, like. Then we're like, no, I still think the same, but I, I, I still, I actually no, that doesn't change for me the, the what, what uh, gender or how they identify, but for some reason that this sugar, what are they called again? Sugar babies. Sugar babies. For some reason, this sugar baby thing, I'm like less, I have like less qualms about. Well, then let me ask you this, Eric and Vance, right now. Would you have sex with a stranger, certified, clean, just had a STD test, all that? Would you do that tonight, right now, for $100,000? It's just like a one-night indecent proposal? One night, $100,000. Do I get to ask my wife? If my wife yeah, yeah. this is a theoretical. Okay. She's totally cool with it. Like, what do we know about this person? We know they have no STDs. We know, they have no, no. we know they have no STDs, and you can promise that you'll never see them again. And I, I, I understand like it's there's almost a certain sense of privilege in being able to say no, thank you. Yeah. But probably no, thank you. Would you do it for a million? Is there any number? 
Yeah, there's a tipping yeah, point. Yeah, there's a number. There's a tipping point. Interesting. I don't even but, care what the number is, but just that there is a number. Ashley, I'm not asking you this question. Does that make me sexist? Yeah, I'm not asking you that. No, it doesn't make you sexist. I understand that. I think you're just being a friend and, you know, protecting, but I, I don't mind. And my answer is no as well. I don't, I don't even 200 think. Million, that, $200 million, you wouldn't do it. See, I mean, this no. is like one of those, See, you know, totally yeah. like hypothetical, theoretical, but that's, you know. But that's what it is. If $200 there's, well, million. There's enough, dollars. Yeah. But if I don't know if morality zeros. exists in these weird hypothetical yeah. vacuums. Like they are actual but, practical things but, that you have to deal with. But what Joe, but Joe just brought up a really good point in that. It's not a hypothetical for these sugar babies. Yeah, they are actually getting two hundred million dollars. Like they're, they're getting yachts. Like, they're getting yeah. full on lives paid. So then it's like, yeah, that's. But again, that's a, that's not a one night situation. That's yeah, a, that is a, a that's a long term. And commitment. there is also a certain expectation. Yeah. Of doing X, Y, and Z, right? And I think right. that is where the difference lies: is that there's a certain contract mm-hmm. almost in accepting mm. that. There's a commitment. Made the, the, yeah. you, you ah. said the word commitment, and that America loves a commitment. We yeah. love a commitment, and maybe that's what changes it. Is you're not. It's not a one night. It's a. I, I guess seemingly never. You don't get to. You don't get to quit. Yeah, but, but it is a contract. Like it's a business deal. So you're it's not a job. It's yeah. a. It's literally a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me phrase it this way: Would would y'all date a sex worker? No, I mean. <laughs> I dated a stripper. Really? Yeah. How'd that How go? Was that? <laughs> <laughs> she was lovely. She was she was great. She was really nice. I bet she was. I'm just curious. Like before law school, during law school? Uh oh God, I was Last young. Week. Kidding. I was young. I was like how old was I? I was twenty three, I wanna say twenty three. Seems about the right age for that. Three. It was How long briefly. did that last? Oh, it was brief. It was like, yeah, like a month. It was like, like three weeks or something like that. Okay, yeah. But all right, she was lovely. She was nice. Would you? Would because I mean, Vance, I'm guessing your answer would be yes to this. Then, so Eric and Ashley, would you date an escort? They someone who keeps their clothes on at all times. They just go on dates with you know either celebrities or old people or you know whatever. But they, you know they they might. Hold hands and hug, maybe cuddle on a couch, maybe like kiss a little bit. Clothes on all the time, all that. Would, would you date someone like that? No. Is this a job Still that not. actually exists, by the way? I don't know. I mean, I saw it on an episode of The Nanny. So, yes. <laughs> oh, Fran, well, in that Fran case, if Fran Dresher's out here, never man, lied like, to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> wait, are they having, are they, wait, so they're having sex? No, they're no, just no, no. clothes on at all times. Clothes on at all times. Would you? Um, I think for me, it would depend on the person and more or less my relationship with that person, like how the trust involved and then sort of whether or not this job is filling some sort of emotional need for them that they couldn't get outside of it, or if it's just something that they happen to be doing. It'd be a long discussion. Let's put it that way. Okay. How about then a movie star? But every role they ever take is always like super sloppy <laughs> makeouts and a lot of sex scenes, which I know they don't actually have sex in the movie, but you know what I mean? W- would that make you uncomfortable? Because so far, honestly, I'm not dating a prostitute or an escort. So I'm, I'm with you guys on that. No, one. because that's different. That's, I think that's totally a character different. doing something, right? Different. Like they're playing a character. It's exactly. not them doing it. It's the character in the show, movie, TV, yeah, whatever. And what it's if- under the supervision of other people on a time, you know, like. Which is like you know. porn. What if it's only really <laughs> shitty scripts and they don't make like any money doing it? AKA porn. 
<laughs> but you're describing his port. <laughs> yeah, when when I read this, I was like, "Is movie star a euphemism? Are we just like not?" <laughs> yeah, I honestly wasn't or... going there, but sure. While we're at it, but no, that's what like I, I don't know where the line gets drawn because, admittedly, because Sarah and I were talking about this, my wife and I were talking about this, like, and the, the, our line was also, "Yeah, movie star." But we're like, you know, if that's if you had to, and not that you would have to, but if you were watching them making out with somebody new every couple of months, every time a new release is filmed, and you were also still having to go to work, like, yes, if they're a millionaire, fine. I think that changes everything because it's zeros. We've discussed that. But the idea that, you know, watching, knowing that the person you're with could maybe be doing something else with somebody else, that's pretty much what ruins it for everybody. Yeah. I mean, is that more or less? Is that yeah. More- I mean, I think, I think that would be hard in, I don't, money aside, I think it would be hard to see somebody that you love and care about and are sharing a life with intimate with somebody else. But I think with the acting thing, the line is drawn at like sex. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not engaging in actual intercourse with somebody else. Yeah. There's no way. Um, yeah. So that's totally shit. different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of actual intercourse, uh, as I said, there are 21 brothels in Nevada uh, and found this out. They give military discounts. So, uh, oh, guys, sure. America, America's number one. Yeah, we support, we support, the, we support the troops. So if you out there listening, if you support the troops, <laughs> you also support prostitution. Congratulations. <laughs> now, look, you can disagree with me. Anybody listening, you can disagree with me, and that's fine. But know that I'm not the only one here. I'm not crazy. The government of Denmark, and this is 100% absolutely true what I'm about to say, the government of Denmark pays disabled citizens to have a monthly state-sponsored conjugal visit to their home from a sex worker. They consider, if you are so disabled that you cannot physically leave the house, they consider sex to be a basic human need, and if Mm. so, they will reimburse you up to $300 a month for prostitution. That genuinely is amazing i'm not saying we can argue the morality there and all of that but how much better that system is that they view their you know i hate the word disabled i don't have a better word for it but you know what i mean if i was a disabled person and i couldn't physically leave the house you know how much pent-up rage i would have and the, 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 the government would send it in knowing that sex is what it is and it actually that is amazing to me and moving forward, Germany has state-run brothels, and their sex workers get a pension, y'all. Like, mm. they, and I know America is super conservative and all of that, but like it, across the world, it's not—it's not that crazy. Like Canada, it's totally legal, but you can't be a pimp, and you also can't advertise. Like you can't buy, you know, billboards or whatever. Uh, Colombia pimping is also illegal. Ecuador, uh, or, sorry, Colombia pimping is illegal. Ecuador pimping is totally okay. So I don't know what the difference is. Bangladesh prostitution is totally okay as long as it's not dudes because awesome. We're mm-hmm. just going to hate on gays. Uh, Sweden makes it totally legal to be a prostitute, but it's illegal to be a client. So the onus is not on the prostitute. If I go up and get a prostitute and get caught doing it, the prostitute goes free. She's still, that's fine. I'm the asshole doing it. And if mm. of, all, of all the, you know, hypothetical situations we've put out there, all that's my favorite one. That is my absolute favorite yeah. one. Do not uh, shame mm. the person doing it. We shame yeah. the person who's forcing it to be. In the same way that if I continue to buy a bunch of paper, I'm technically supporting cutting down trees. Sure, I'm not cutting mm-hmm. down trees. I'm the, you know what I mean? That's yeah. my favorite one. And then, and then also, uh, actually, just because France, did you know it's legal in France? I did not. Yeah, you can't be a pimp. Uh, you, you can't, you know, own a woman or whatever. But if a woman wants to do it, it's totally okay. And that's kind of the gray area I think that we've all been. To, you know, it's mm-hmm. it, it's the idea of pimping. It's the idea of forcing. It's the idea. It's like so. I guess what I'm saying is I'm okay as long as the state is running it or some form of better business bureau. Uh, of, of, <laughs> of, of, as long as as long as the women and men who pursue this trade have a place to do it while they feel safe. 
you know, as long as it's done in such a way that the person doing it gets the largest share of the profits and they, you know, as long as they, as long as the person is safe and everybody's fine, then it's all good. And that's what brings me to the opposite of that, which is, I don't even know how to say your name, Gislaine Maxwell, Gislaine Maxwell, you know what I mean? Uh, y'all have you, and I Googled just a little bit, but have you guys Googled her? Yeah. Or watched stuff? Yeah. yeah. I know a little bit. Yeah. Gillian. Yeah. That's, is that how you say it, Ashley? Gillian? I think Gillian. Oh, just that's how we said it. Yeah, he's lane. Yeah. He's lane. Yeah. He's lane. Yeah. You're yeah. our world correspondent yeah. moving forward. Yeah, you are. Yes, yeah. Linguist. Yeah. But yeah. that's why I think it should be, you know, and I know I'm probably on an island of the four of us, but they, if we legalized it and reg, you know, regulated it and all of that, we would keep people like her and people like Epstein, people, you know, awful people from profiting off it. Or do you disagree? There would be less of it, that's for sure. Yeah. But I, 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 well, no. just with her specifically and yeah. the little that I know about it, I mean, I think that there must be a special place in the hell I don't believe in for women <laughs> who, who like, yeah. who exploit other young women. That's underage. Just so yeah. Underage, a woman with a female conscious knowingly subjecting an underage girl to such awful atrocities. Yeah, there's an extra like layer. Beyond, there I can't awful, even, right? I can't even wrap my head around it, to be honest. Um, Joe, no amount of legislation or laws are ever going to stop the rich and the powerful from doing anything they want to do. So like, no, like yeah. that situation would have happened no matter what. And I also don't know that I trust the United States of America to do a great job caring for people who they don't, intrinsically care about anyway who they don't stand to profit off of so like <laughs> good point as a regulatory body like who's going to do this in this hypothetical yeah mm -hmm. no that's yeah. Uh, yeah don't have an answer for that there is no answer for that there's no there's nothing set up already it would take it forever to legislate no that no is a short answer like i don't like somehow 2020 we're not mature enough to handle it like as a species yeah isn't that like i like for some reason i thought that that's like becoming the big thing with um really rich people is sex trafficking like that's it that's the that's the rage is is. that's like the new that's uh, like the new pyramid scheme for rich people yeah like that's how they well on america's number one conservative podcast and propagators <laughs> of pizzagate i think we all know yeah that this is yes. just really tied to the democratic party and hillary <laughs> and <laughs> that's what her emails and and we, we should all be watching the democratic national convention tonight yeah. but we are her <laughs> yeah uh it's well no sub subliminal messages will be sent out that's right. it's, a, it's a satanic cult with <laughs> michael dell yeah. who's mm -hmm. it michael dell yeah involved in that was yeah that what that? Yeah, oh that yeah, yeah i know what you're talking about yeah something like that uh but no, I don't think laws are going to – I think laws are going to help um, the people that are actually like going into prostitution because they were yeah. – The uh, people you were talking about, Joe, yes, the legal laws would help Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. But the people that are above it all are going to do whatever they want. Check yeah. Out. Well, it's just like yeah. anything that's, le that's legal or illegal. I mean people find ways to abuse it. I mean you know, gun laws, drugs, all of it. Like oh, there's yeah. – people stay within the bounds of what they're supposed to do and people who don't. So, and the richer and more powerful you are, the easier the more it is you to get do. away with. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm sure this, uh, this topic never crossed her mind. I'm sure she never debated the morality of, uh, probably not of what she was. Mm. That's interesting. I don't, yeah, that's a good question. 
Now she's God, totally how much money does it? Or take? do you think that like maybe she did debate the morality of it, but she was like, you know what, it's worth enough money. I don't care. Yeah, that's that's and like that's you know the the, the jokingly nah. point of all of us have a moral compass until that many zeros. But I don't think any one of us. It, yeah, I might sell myself for two hundred million, but I'm not going to sell a child. And like that, yeah. that's that's a so, different layer of evil. That's a that, different that's sociopath. Know. Like yeah, and that's that, what goes. It reminds me of a lot of the stuff your wife said, Lauren. It's like the like these people. To me, it has to be a mental illness. Yeah, it's like sociopath. Like you cannot be. I yeah. just can't imagine that you can be a, a truly cognizant, normal, functioning person and and be okay with selling underage children. It's, yeah. just, it's just not. But these those two things don't doesn't work yeah. together. It's pretty clear. It's not. It's not that like uh, people that go into prostitution have mental illness. That's not what it is. It's more of like something happened to you, traumatic or right. drugs or um you know abuse emotional abuse physical abuse sexual abuse totally. uh, which led you to that place um but i think there's that is a is completely different than a monster like her you know yeah, yeah. yeah. when yeah. i used to work for yeah. juvenile justice like there was a really big thing about like i forgot about that yeah if you're under a certain age you don't have the ability to consent to anything right you know what I mean? Like consent isn't a thing you are able to do. It's not you're not capable of doing it because of your age or your situation or whatever. Yeah. Brings to my point, kids shouldn't be allowed to go to church. Kidding. We're not <laughs> kidding. But I do kinda I do kinda want to finish another episode because Eric and Ashley, I, as much as I wish we could have had both of you on uh, last week during the whole you know, kind of murder and death penalty thing. Is there anything you know that having listened to it or whatever, any, any just thoughts that you had or would have wanted to add or ask or whatever? Because it's like it's just a, like somehow to pull up from prostitution. We're gonna we're gonna pull up to uh, death. <laughs> actually it's way less uncomfortable for me. I'm like ah, it's way less. Uncomfortable. I can relax. Like, oh. fresh, yeah, breath, fresh okay. death there. Yeah, did y'all you catch anything or disagree with anything or you know what I mean? Like anything you want to just kind of throw out there. I, I was in general agreement with um, most of it. I, I thought it was a really interesting episode and. Um, Props to Vance for having a super cool wife. Yeah. Um, but I, my thoughts, my general thoughts, um, are, I don't believe in the death penalty in in any way, shape, or form, which ties into my faith in religious beliefs, and that like I just don't want to be personally responsible for ever, you know, killing anyone. I don't want that on my hands. I would have a really, really hard time if I got picked for jury duty in such a case. Like I, I probably would just say whatever when you know you get picked like I, I don't think I can mentally handle this because I would never I can't I don't think I could ever come to the conclusion that I would ever sentence somebody to death but um uh yeah so I would leave that out of the state and I thought it was a super interesting conversation otherwise and I appreciate the Kim K of uh, covering yeah covering yeah that was good that was yeah well yeah. I just because I want I and I wanted to clarify I I didn't I didn't even know what it is that I know she's doing criminal justice reform is her whole platform, but yeah. I wasn't sure. Like, I know she's studying to take the bar. So that was my question is, can anyone, like if I just start studying to take the bar and I pass it, it am I then an attorney? It depends on which state you're in. Um, but you, I think uh, Lauren knows more about this than I do, but I think it depends on which state you're in. But it, it, for instance, California, you have to be in like a actual formal apprenticeship. Okay. So you can't just like read a bunch of books and go take the bar. You I can't don't catch think, me, can it? I actually don't. Th I don't think that's true, but I might be wrong on that. Um, but in most states where this exists, it has to be like a formal apprenticeship. California might be the only one where you could just read a book and go take it. 
Um, but I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm pretty sure you have to like take like a you have to be, you have to be like you know like the carpenter who mm-hmm. teaches the little person, and then they like congratulate to be like a carpenter. Wait, like the carpenter, like Jesus? Guys, we talked man's into it. Guys, <laughs> there it is. We finally there it, it. it happened because so now... theoretically she is studying. I think I think that's the goal here is then to then take the bar in the state of California, uh, and then she could actually practice law and kind of work on criminal justice reform with an actual law degree. Okay. Well, yeah, if she passes, it's a, it's if a, she passes. I think it's under 50% pass rate right now. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And that's for people that go to really good law schools. <laughs> you gotta, so, she's got some tutors, man. Like genuinely, like you got to imagine she has the best money can buy. Dude, I told you, I know the tutor. I went to law <laughs> school wild. with the tutor. That is good. Yeah. The, uh, she went to my law school. So she has my education. So I don't know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know man like i went to the same school we took the same classes ah and you, do you don't keep up with that tutor do you know what? like are, do you keep up with that tutor like do you know no. if, you know do they have any feedback on if no in person i like i uh, no i did i think we had maybe a drunken conversation or two to, with one another i didn't really like know her my my friend knew her and like, like, was that the guy dated her? Or was that a different girl? Anyways, yeah, I didn't really like know know her. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't see this coming. Like when I was, we found oh, out. Oh, you didn't her, see we... this person becoming the <laughs> of Kim Kardashian? How did you miss? It? How did you miss? It? I just didn't see it. Coming. All the signs were there. Bro. How <laughs> many flags were raised? I just pants. didn't see it coming. Celebrity law tutor. Yeah, celebrity law tutor. She's like. There's a name for her. What is? It? Hold on. She has like a name. Oh, really? well, Vance looks that uh, up. I will yeah, point you out. You Google that. that e death penalty. Is there? <laughs> yeah. <ever? laughs> yeah. Right. Kim Kardashian left her in death penalty. Is there ever? If somebody admits they did it and admits they're going to do it again and tells you straight away, like if you ever let me out of here, I'm a murder people. And if you put me in jail, I'm going to do my best to murder everyone around. You know, yada yada. In that case, would you would you agree with it? And no, obviously, totally fine answer. But it, in that specific instance, would you believe in it? Probably, actually. Um, just even from just an, this is always a bad argument, but there's always an economic argument for it that like it's actually cheaper to do that than to keep somebody in jail for their life. Theoretically, How dare you reduce human life? But, to and that's that's the problem, though, right? Is that what it does is it reduces human people to statistics, and that's not good. But I don't know. If, for me, it probably not, should be incarcerating half the people we're incarcerating. That's yeah, that, but that's a let out thing, on, right? right? Like, and all yeah. non-violent drug offenders let them out, right? Now. I yeah, mean, there should be plenty God. of room and money to keep people like that in prison forever. But right, I do understand the desire to just want to be done with that situation. And you know, like if I'm the juror, I don't know that I feel like I personally am doing it as much as I'm compartmentalizing my role as like an American citizen in some way, shape or form, you know what I mean? And I'm serving as some form of a giant legal and judicial system. See, and here I am being me. Here's Lauren's next part to it, which I friggin' loved. If you are on the jury and you all agree, and again, again, my two, and if anybody didn't listen to last week, if you've made it an hour and 15 into this week, I promise you'll like last week too. So check it out. If somebody A admits they did it and B admits they'll do it again, those are my two criteria. They have to admit it. I don't care how much evidence, I don't care how many videos, I don't care. You have to admit it, you will, and admit you did, and admit you will again. That person to me, and I, you know, obviously I could be, I, I, you have no more service to society. 
in my opinion, be it in prison, behind bars or not, I view you as a negative that needs to, we need to collectively addition by subtraction and remove you from the equation. And maybe I'm being too harsh. I admit that, but only under that circumstance, that's where I'm going. But Lauren's point was, if you are willing to say, yes, I condemn that person, whoever that person is to death, you have to also be willing to put a gun to their head and pull the trigger. Does that change your answer, Eric, about would you be willing to – somebody again says, yes, I did it 100%, and I will do it again 100%. Would you be willing to pull the trigger? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about – she mentioned this in the episode, and then this was something that was big in my old job as well, is sort of viewing people that do things as not bad but broken in some way, and you do have to find, like, humanity within them. Mm-hmm. And so when you say, like, they're no longer of use to society, I don't know that that's true. Hmm. But I don't know that that necessarily means that then receiving the death penalty is not a an appropriate sentence for whatever crime they committed. Like I don't know that those two are separate from each other. Strangely enough, um, and if I had to pull the trigger, would that change things? I don't know. I think it would be. I don't know that I could answer that until I was in front of the situation. But like I said, I think there is a way to compartmentalize the actions you're taking as a part of a jury and a part of a judicial system that is not necessarily what you would do, but sort of what is appropriate for America or the law. And the, the interesting thing about this topic is what, whatever we think, like whatever we think morally is right or wrong, the problem is, is that we have a constitution that, yeah. that it's so cost prohibitive to have the state kill people that we just like it's just it doesn't make any sense like the, there's too many constitutional protections that make it just not a good idea and we shouldn't be yeah doing I, it. I believe and i believe like that makes sense to me that like legally it should probably be impossible me too but right? i'm uh, like i i do too and like uh, that's why it's hard for me because i kind of uh, do agree with you eric of like man i don't know man like some of the fact patterns that i've i've seen of like like you know like or like when you go down like i had this true crime thing where i went down rabbit holes and i would listen to like you know yeah. and so and you're just like i don't know i think you forfeited like like in the interest of justice and the scales of justice sometimes you have forfeited your right to participate in society as a human being and on this planet you just lost it by doing something you can do something heinous enough for you can lose like your your right to live on this world if it's bad enough um but but it's so subjective right like that's yeah yeah i was gonna ask what is the line yeah Yeah. what could you list those five things or how many things make you i think i could probably find a threshold i think if it i think if it involves a kid if it involves torture it has to be all these so kid plus torture or kid plus rape, um, rape and torture, similar. Yeah, um, I think that would probably be. And then obviously, like if you kill enough people, that might be one. Like there might be like a if you kill like a certain number of people. Like I don't know, man. Like you, you've done, you've now inflicted so much bad that to balance, like you just you didn't, you don't get to be around all of us anymore. Hmm. Ashley, would you disagree with all of that? 
and that's totally fair by the by, but just curious, like, you know, torturing children till the, you know, to the brink of death, whatever. You still disagree that <laughs> life in prison? I know you torture children's, but like, that's, yeah. that's cool Actually, you, kind of, right? You're on record as saying torture <laughs> She's <laughs> like, she's like, like, like can we go back to work, please? Can we go back to that? <laughs> yeah, remember we were talking about France, guys. It was great. Yeah, good. <laughs> good yeah. Like um, fridge food. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just feel like it's just so not up to me to decide. I really just, like Lauren said, if if life without parole is truly life without parole. And I think in a lot of cases, living the rest of your life in prison almost seems like worse than death. I mean, for me, I'm like claustrophobic to begin with. So, oh, my God. I mean, if I like got wrongly accused of something, I would straight up want to die because I I wouldn't make it in a cell for very long. But um, but that being said, I just like the state being in any way responsible for taking the life of another human being just I, I I can't for me I can't I can't personally resonate it but I'm sure good lord I mean yeah if you're the parent of somebody that you know tortured your child in any way I I you know I think that those you probably might start to think differently on that but yeah I had to catch myself I, I re-listened to that episode and I was trying to keep like a cool and level head because like it, the few true crime stories I've really delved into or whatever a lot of the people that are affected, like say somebody's father was murdered or whatever. The people that hold resentment 12, 15 years later are not doing good. The people that are like, I don't give a shit if we put this murder to death. It doesn't affect my life. Usually do better on the long term. And that's why I'm glad that we have a female opinion for this episode in general, but also this topic right now, right now, the female opinion. Thank you for coming on. Also saw a thing today. I read a very short article, but it said uh, countries with female leaders on average have done better at the COVID response than, country, than countries with male leaders. And mm-hmm. I'm not that in the least so uh yeah smarter better gender that's really weird how that works out so yeah ashley thank you for joining us eric uh, vance obviously yeah this is a good stuff anybody listening thanks for making it an hour 21 apparently we're just gonna go along with all these yeah uh, sorry about that uh that human anatomy uh uh you better are you gonna keep that in yeah, I hope that's what we in there. We just yeah. keep I, oh, no, that's, I, I, that's I'm okay. I I don't I don't care. I don't. Let's I just, do a weekly. <laughs> I mean, no one else did. The, the, the female on the podcast didn't know what that was technically called. Nobody no knows knew. what that is. What? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. also don't All know right. that your description was like. Real I'm trying to be very PC yeah, about I'm it. So I'm, and, I'm, not, I'm not totally concerned a top either. Call. I, 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 to I'm not even going to go down this road. <laughs> I was trying to be PC, guys. So Joe's going to make the next episode on female anatomy. Yep, we're just going to go strictly oh. yeah, strictly oh, yeah. real talk is all we're yeah. Y'all, thanks for joining. Everybody else, thanks for listening. See y'all next time. <laughs>